guys, it's Megan Collins from Style Girlfriend back for another episode of Undressed. I'm here with the lovely Taylor Davies. Hi, Taylor. Hi, guys. Uh, I, I have to tell you. So, I walked over here and I was talking to my aunt and I mentioned to her, like, I guess that we were recording this podcast or something and that the first, like, bullet on the outline was that I wanted to talk about bed bugs. Which was not the way to go, because then I'm, like, talking to her and just getting, like, really itchy and really gross and really just, like, like uh, invisible bed bugs all over my body. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I didn't know why you felt like that was something that you wanted to discuss openly on the podcast, like, straight out of the gate. I don't know. It's just something I've been thinking a lot about, and, like, with the sort of summertime season really, like, hitting us now full force, it's just, I realized this, like, annual thing of mine that I have, and I'm just curious if any listeners that don't live in New York have the same thing. So basically, like, to me, summer is synonymous with, like, it's bed bug season. Like, it is just bed bug season, and it's basically my version of, like, a real-life, what was that movie, The Purge, where, like, you just have to try to avoid getting killed that night. Like, every summer, I just try to avoid getting bed bugs. Like, and then in between that stuff, I, like, work and take summer Fridays. But really, summer is just me, like, not sitting on wooden benches and me, like, avoiding mattresses that are on the street, like, by, like, literally crossing yeah. the street. Like, it's a it's a big Is that what you're thing. supposed to do, not sit on wooden benches? Yes. Okay. Because they burrow into the wood. Ugh. Yeah. And then jump onto your it, outfit and then jump into your bed. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But it's also a really awful, scary thing because you could keep the cleanest house, never touch a wooden bench in the summer... And still get them if your yeah. neighbor leaves garbage bags <laughs> on the ground or whatever, whatever. Like, it's so, it's, like, so not under your control. Yeah. Mostly. That's the thing about bed bugs is that, like, it doesn't make you a bad person or a dirty person if you get bed bugs. And that's the thing is because you will feel like one and you feel shame. Mm-hmm. You feel shame about bed bugs. You're embarrassed. You don't want to tell people even though it's not really your fault if it happens. I don't even think I would tell people. I think I would just burn would- my apartment <laughs> building to the ground. <laughs> Say it was an accident, collect the insurance money, and start a new life in a new place. I would move to Iceland and just pretend it never happened. Yeah, someplace so cold that there's no bugs that, like, thrive during, like, hot season. (laughs) Exactly. Oh. I've been feeling my, like, bug thing of summer is that, like, I was walking last night in sandals and I saw, like, a couple of roaches, like, making their way across the sidewalk. And I'm, like... People are just, like, minding their own business. And I'm, like, how are you not looking on the sidewalk on the lookout for roaches at all times? Because they're big... They're gross, and I get totally freaked out. And I saw two when I was walking around last night. It's one of those things where every so often people who are like, man, I don't know how you live in New York. Like, that's when I'm like, I agree. <laughs> it is awful. Like, well, we should yeah. all leave. <laughs> and we do our best to spend as much time out of town during the summer as we can. Mm-hmm. It really is something where if I think about it too much, I like, like I break out into hives. It's so horrifying. Yeah, it's really a, ugh, it's one of the worst things about New York, for sure. I, I don't. No, I've never heard stories of bedbugs in any other city. No. I feel like it's one of those special, nasty things that happens in, like, a hyper-concentrated urban atmosphere where people leave garbage on the street all the time. Yeah. And mattresses. Do you want me to make that the question at the end of the podcast <laughs> article? It's like, tell us, do you have bedbugs in your city? <laughs> That's, like, the worst call to action Horrible. Ever. Horrible call to action. <laughs> do you think that would create engagement? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's how no, we take just this podcast into like, the stratosphere. <laughs> like, No. It would just be people judging us. They just have gators in their basements and stuff. So I honestly can tell you I've never had bed bugs, but I know like a million people who have. I do too. I know a lot of really clean, neat freak people 
who have had bed bugs, and it just seems awful. I mean, so. even if you put all the, like, do all the right things where you put stuff in garbage bags and you, whatever. If you Cook get, your clothing in the oven, essentially, is what you're supposed to do. But they can come back. Like, even if there's one tiny one, like, he's going to come back and he's going to lay all the bed bug eggs or whatever. Is it eggs? Yeah. I don't know. I'm already done. Yeah. I'm already yeah. done. Okay, let's move on. Let's yeah. move on. You know what else <laughs> summer is, apart from bed bug season? It's song of summer season. <sighs> I, I came to this realization of, like, I actually think we need to put a time limit okay. on us like, deciding what the song of the summer is. Because it's mid-June, Taylor. I know. And I wonder if this is just the state of, like, if this is the state of the country. Like, we're, we're like, a little bit too distressed for everyone, for all the artists we know and love to be coming out with their song of summer. I don't know. Do you have, like, I feel like we can each have one, maybe, because there doesn't seem to be a universal one. Do you know what yours is going to be? No, I don't think we can both have one. That's the oh. point. Oh. It's, like, no. Hmm. I think we have to come to a compromise and be like, I guess this is sort of the de facto song of summer. Yeah. I'll get a read. I'm going to LA and Newport for 4th of July and we're going to be doing a lot of car driving, listening to the radio. And you know, I feel like that's when I'll get the read and I'll report back. And like, yeah, what's making it to the masses? Like what is everybody listening to? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because as much as you and I want to crouch on here, New Light like, with Song of Summer. That's my Song of Summer. I just don't think it works that way. Oh, I know, you're right. It doesn't. So I think Cardi B is a strong contender. Because yeah. she has I Like It and she has Be Careful. And I feel like those songs are getting a lot of, I would guess they're getting a lot of radio play. Which one is it? Is it I Like It or is it Be I think Careful? I like it. I think Because so it's got the good sample. Mm-hmm. So, it's, and it's more like, because Be Careful is a little bit more sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we can't really discount Drake still, even if we want to. Right. I was in a very rowdy Uber XL the other night, and we were blasting Nice For What. And I was like, this is a summer night. We were blasting music in this cab. Like, this feels like a song of summer moment. Yeah. I think it's between him and Cardi B. Yeah. If I had to... Put money on it? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so then what? what's our deadline for a song of summer? Like, do we need to know by next week? Do we need to know by July 4th? I think we need to know by the weekend before the 4th of July. Okay. That's when I say we gotta have it nailed down. Okay. I think mm-hmm. that's, like, super fair, and we'll said it then yeah we will crown there'll be like a proclamation ceremony yeah yeah okay i'm into it cool so ariana please if you're planning on dropping that album i know you're really busy with your new boyfriend pete davidson but if you can tear yourself away from the instagram comments long enough to drop an album we're ready for it yeah oh my god speaking of gifts Mm -hmm. father's day is this coming sunday yes it is do you do (laughs) father's day gifts because I totes don't. I, like, called my mom for Mother's Day. I don't do Mother's or Father's Day gifts. They get a phone call. Okay, let's say you did. Okay, yeah, so let's <laughs> say they did. There, are, I think there are a lot of people who feel like that's... Well, I think it's obviously for more for people who live in the same place, right? Yeah. Like, I think it's much easier to do presents if you're, like, going out for brunch. Yeah. Being the wife and getting, like, if you, got, if, like, you guys have had a baby, getting your spouse a Father's Day gift is different than you and I getting our, like, old dad's. Yeah, it's different. I feel like because my dad, there are our parents. I feel like are part of a different generation. Like I don't, my dad does not care about getting a gift for Father's Day. Interesting. So your mom like wouldn't get him something. Do you think that they'll like, no, no? Away? I feel no, and they, maybe I think on Mother's Day, like my dad probably just was like, "What do you want to do today?" And they maybe did something she wanted to do, and maybe for Father's Day they'll I don't know go fishing or something. Yeah, I will say I think there's something messed up about the notion that Father's Day isn't as important as Mother's Day because I think that that fetishizes the role of the mother as, yeah. like, more important in the nuclear family to being a parent. Mm-hmm. So I say that we either make Mother's Day less of a big deal <laughs> or we make Father's Day more of a big deal. Yeah. And so if you do want to make Father's Day a big deal, whether it's you're listening to this and you have 
a husband who is the father of your children, right? Like if yeah. it's that direct connection yeah. or if it's... You've got a brother with a baby. Right. And again, you're kind of celebrating the same place. Mm-hmm. Then I think there's pretty easy gifts to get that aren't dumb and boring. Get the dad in your life a new grill flipper, you know? Yeah. Get him a riding lawnmower. <laughs> Although we have, I think it'll come out the day that this goes up. We do have a Father's Day gift guide and something that I put in that I will, it's a hill I'll die on, is a pressure washer. Do you know what this is? Yeah, I do know what that is. Okay, so Mark Consuelos, who's yeah. like Kelly Ripa's husband, I don't know why, but I follow them both on Instagram. They're, they seem very fun. That's yeah. Um, but I don't like wash Riverdale. I don't know. But he got a pressure washer, and they have this, like, multi-million dollar Upper East Side townhouse. And he will put on his Instagram stories when he's, like, using the pressure washer, and I can't tell you, A, how fun it is to watch. Yeah. And B, like, how satisfied he looks when he's doing it. Because it's one of those things where it's just water or whatever. Maybe there's soap in there. I don't know. But it gets grime off in this very satisfying way. And I'm just like, I would love doing that. If I had walls that I had, or, like, sidewalks that I had to wash myself, I'm like, Let's do it. Well, let me tell you, I feel like I should slide into Mark Consuelos' DMs and ask him if I can borrow the pressure washer because I have this patio attached to my apartment that very much needs to be pressure washed. It's so gross. But what I need, though, is to rent it. I don't want to buy it. That's true. I don't know how to do that in New York. Yeah, Yeah. I don't have anywhere to put it. I don't know where to store a pressure washer. I bet you could rent it because you know how you can rent those vacuums where it's, like, wet? Like, you do your carpet... Wolf Kubli, is that? Or, like, Ace Hardware? Are those national brands? I don't know. Ace, I've heard of, yeah. Okay, so, like, you could rent one of those, again, vacuums where it kind of, like, shampoo shampoo and conditions sure. your rub. Okay, yeah. And you could just get it for the day or whatever. Hmm. And I feel like this is New York. You can do anything here, so maybe I just need to take some time and Google rent a pressure washer NYC. Also, I love that we made this Father's Day gift guide section about us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dads. Actually, it's me who needs the pressure washer. My other gift idea that I, or a couple, I guess, that I'd want to throw out, fancy men's grooming stuff is nice, so long as it's stuff that your dad is already using. I'm a big believer in a fancy shampoo and conditioner, Mm -hmm. because it won't go to waste, and your dad will, or your husband or whoever, will be like, oh, that actually is much nicer than the blah drugstore brand that I was using. So I think that's a really good one. I also think anything that is, like, personalized or customized is always a really good gift, Although, again, you're hearing this on Tuesday, so you don't have a lot of time. You don't have a lot of time to get something personalized. And then the last thing that I think is always a really good gift is just booze. Yes. I think uh, booze is to Father's Day what flowers are to Mother's Day, which is that it's, like, somewhat generic and kind of, like, lazy on the part of the gift giver, but it's also always super appreciated and it seems more thoughtful than it is. And the only thing I would say with booze is just get what the dad drinks, but just get it in, like, a more aged bottle. So if he usually drinks something, like... Glenn Livet and he gets like the 10 year aged whatever get him like the 20 year aged yeah so up the price by like I don't know 20 bucks or something like it's yeah. not gotta be anything crazy but don't be an asshole like don't be like well I'm trying to get my dad into sipping tequila like if he's not in tequila just get him what he drinks but just get a nicer bottle of it exactly yeah I may do this just like when I'll go see my parents and maybe have like get something nice for them but basically when I was there last um I wanted to make margaritas and my dad had this bottle of Casamigos and I just like went and like grabbed the Casamigos and was about to like make a margarita with my dad I was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, eh? And he was like, don't mix that. He was like, that's sipping tequila. And I was like, oh, but 
And anyway, he then had me go out to the garage and get the Sousa. So, like, it's fine. Like, the Sousa Silver, which is also a great tequila, but yeah. it's better for mixing drinks. Yeah. But then I thought, I just saw that um, Casamigos has released a Mezcal. So I thought that would be a great sort of like spin on he likes the brand, he likes tequila, he likes bourbon. I don't think my dad would drink scotch, he doesn't drink a lot of it. Yeah. And I'm sure you guys know this, but if you don't, mezcal is basically like the happy medium of scotch and tequila. It's like a smoky tequila and it's delicious. I was at the bar last night actually and the guy behind me ordered a mezcal Negroni. Yeah. Is your mind blown? Oh, like a thousand percent. Yeah. We have to try that. I think we should. Whoa. I know. Whoa. I know. I don't have Campari. I have Aperol, but I need to get Campari for the summer because you know what I was drinking was a Campari spritz instead Ooh. of an Aperol spritz. So it's like a little more bitter. A little more bitter. Yeah. yeah. It was really good. Oh, I'm into that. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's smart. And I think the fact that your dad appreciates sipping tequila, that means yeah. us sipping tequila would be good. But yeah, like let them like what they like. Yeah. Especially on Father's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a gift. It's not like a suggestion. It's right. not like... You're not trying to, like, change the person. You're trying to make them happy. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So, you know, even if you love it, it doesn't mean that they have to love it. I agree. Yeah. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know Father's Day, you don't drop as much money as you do around, like, the holidays. I tend not to recommend anything over $100 for Father's Day. I feel like that's a little excessive. Yeah. And same for Mother's Day. I agree. Yeah. Keep it to birthdays and holidays. Yeah. Not that this isn't a holiday, but keep it to the bigger, more present-centric holidays. Eh? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Um, So, Taylor, something I want to talk about this week was a couple weeks ago, I sent out a newsletter Mm -hmm. with the subject line, What's up, boyfriend? Uh Uh-huh. And then the preview text was just a bunch of kissy face emojis. But basically, like, if you opened up the newsletter, you read about how I was saying, like, oh, I just got back from Wisconsin, and, like, I've been called, like, my... I've been taking after how my sister calls my nephew, who's, like, five, boyfriend. Like, she'll be like, what's up, boyfriend? Like, do you want, like, a snack before, you know, dinner? Like, whatever, right? Yeah. So that's how she says it. And it's our five-year-old nephew. So it's not romantic. But I was saying how I always have, like, wanted a name for, like, the style girlfriend community. It's like already your little not monsters. You're, yes. like, what's army Rihanna's? The, what's oh, hers, Re- the army? Rihanna's army. Yeah. yeah everybody has yeah. a thing. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And, again, it was, like, half playful, but also half, like, this would make my life easier because I could stop doing merge tags on our newsletters. And instead of it being like, hey, Sam, it would just be like, hey, boyfriend. Yeah. Right? So it's yeah. like cute and playful and fun is what I thought. Yes. So, so many people emailed back and the vast majority were like, yeah, that's fun. Like, if you're our girlfriend, like, you can, we can be your boyfriend. But a very vocal minority was like, please don't. <laughs> I wouldn't want my wife or girlfriend to see that and it would cause problems and please, like, just please don't. And I was just like, I'm not here to ruin any happy homes. Uh-huh. So I was like, that's fine. We'll keep thinking about it. Yeah. Like, we'll come up with something new. Even though, again, the vast majority was fine with it. I was just like, I'm not trying to cause problems. But it felt very weird. Like, I'm being the problem. And I guess my question is, like, if you are already reading a site called Style Girlfriend, like, is that not a problem? Like, if you feel comfortable enough responding to me over email and being like, Megan, please don't use that, like, do you not feel comfortable enough in your relationship to be like, oh, this is this style site that I read, and literally the name is Style Girlfriend. I don't know. It just felt so strange to me that anyone would think that that would be a problem. What do you think about that? Megan, are they overreacting? Am I underreacting? The idea 
to me that you could home wreck with an email blast is truly insane. <sighs> truly. I don't understand. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing in the world. All the guy would have to do is be like, please look at the read email. Read the rest of the email. Look at the email. This is a blast from a website that I read so that I dress less embarrassing for you. It was and that I improve my life for you. And that I become better at ordering drinks. I become better at doing all the things that make me a cool, modern guy. The website's called Style Girlfriend. Can you relax? It was wild. I, I mean, I think that's really funny. I it's uh, I don't know. I think it's cute. I don't know. <laughs> I just think it's really uh, truly silly. And that maybe people need to just relax a little bit. One person said, not a fan of the boyfriend name. Bad enough that I don't have a woman close enough to do what y'all do. Then to be mocked with hey boyfriend. And that, like, cut me to the core because I was like, I'm a, like so not mocking you. I don't understand that either. I don't understand that mentality. Because you don't want to feel bad and then you're like, what is it that I'm missing? Because I think that if, if you and I are both kind of having the same reaction, which is sort of like, wait, what? Then we're misunderstanding something, but I would never, like if, it, if roles were reversed and I got an email that was like, hey, girlfriend, from a site written by a guy, I don't think I would write back and be like, please don't do that. It's insulting to me because I'm single. Right. And then the other people, here's one that said, I'd prefer you didn't use boyfriend in the emails. On the posts, no problem, but email, it can complicate my life. Thanks for checking. Again, sort of as if I'm, like, really asking permission, which... But wait, I have this other thought that's sort of, like, if this kind of email could complicate your life, I'm doing air quotes right now, and I want the people listening to know that I'm doing that, complicate your life, you, my friend, have bigger problems to contend with because, to me, that indicates that you're worried that the girl that you're seeing is snooping through your emails and it's going to like look for a reason to raise hell or to have a problem with you. And girls don't do that unless they already think something's wrong, unless they don't trust you. And if they're looking for ways to create drama or to create a problem. So like, to me, this is in, this is indicative that these guys who are writing back have other problems besides like that are, don't have anything to do with you. I am not the other woman and I don't know. Again, it was just kind of odd because I was asking in more of a playful way. Like, really wasn't expecting anyone to be like, no. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so for people to kind of write back and be like, no, it's not okay. Like, thank you for checking. And I appreciate that because I said, no, you're not going to do it. Like, that felt very weird. Like, you didn't actually have a say in the matter. Like, I can do whatever I want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that felt very strange to me that people thought that they had that kind of agency in, in this situation like totally this like, site is free like and if I want to call you you know my love slave I'm mm -hmm. gonna do it and you and can you're stop not reading. beholden to your like readers to do what two of them asked you to do that was just kind of a common courtesy kind of like a almost a rhetorical question yeah I don't know Megan isn't that crazy though yeah vocal minority though right and it vocal always minority. is it yes. always is the vocal minority that makes you second guess the things that generally aren't even really that big of a deal we can figure something else out or never figure something else out. And that's fine too. Um, but it was just so odd and it made me feel bad. Yeah. The thing is like getting, 
self-criticism that feels unwarranted always feels a little bit like it stings a little bit. Like you're sort of like, wait, I didn't even know I was doing anything wrong. So then you get the, it takes you by surprise and makes you feel bad, which sort of doubles up on this sort of like icky feeling that you get. As, as a gentle reminder, this site is free. This podcast is free. My we'll emails are free. Whatever we want. Yeah. Yeah. This site is free, so deal with it. Or unsubscribe. But please don't unsubscribe. Right. Please subscribe. Rate. Right. Review. If anything, <laughs> the people who felt that are the ones that need style girlfriend because they need to learn how to be a modern man and, like, accept the, like, the women in their life have agency and freedom over their decisions. Sounds like they need therapy. <sighs> Sorry. It was wild. And again, to your point, have them look at the email. Yes, she's she uh, showed me how to wear these linen shorts five ways. <laughs> Like, she's, you know... She's giving me Father's Day gift ideas. Right. She's a, She is a, a person doing a job, which is producing a website that has a specific audience. I'm part of it. Can you relax? Wild. Truly wild. The world we live in. Mm-hmm. So with that... Yeah. Let's get to hot takes. Okay. Do you want to go first? You want me to? Sure. Okay. My hot take this week is sort of like, I just kind of want to talk about something that's going on in my life, and I feel like I'll intro it with the story that I was telling you yeah, before um, we started recording. And it's a little bit roundabout, but it'll make sense when the punchline comes around. <laughs> so here's what, journey back with me a couple of years to when the first season of Stranger Things came out. If you haven't seen the show, like, too bad, like, get on it. But there are two characters from the show that are like the teen teenage females. One is Nancy and one is Barb. And they're best friends, and Nancy's, like, the, like, cute little hottie, and Barb is the sort of, like, tall, curly red hair, big, big, like, glasses. Like, she's not really, like, yeah, like, she's a little dowdy. Barb and Nance, right? So they're besties. And they're besties. And they have, like, Nancy's, like, getting the boy, and Barb is, like, disappearing in a pool. Like, things are not going Barb's way. Nancy's, like, getting what she wants. So... I go every year to Sun Valley. You guys know I talk about it all the time. I go to Sun Valley, but this thing happens where I go there, and I'm there for, like, two weeks during the holidays, and it's kind of, like, my time. Like, there are always guys there, and they're kind of, like, coming and going, and one of my guy friends who I've known for a really long time is always kind of, like, my psychic being, like, wow, Tay, like, what's going to happen this year? Like, are you going to, like, make out with so-and-so, or, like, what's going to happen? Because... These things you've had, I have like, I have like romantic flings and like whatever. And so I tweeted one time, I just like had this moment where I think I was actually at the bar with one guy on either side of me and both of them were like kind of giving me a lot of attention and I was like wearing a fur coat and I was like, <laughs> thing. And I was like, excuse me while I tweet. And I was like, I'm the Nance in Sun Valley and the Barb in New York. <laughs> I feel like I'm a Barb in New York and an Nance in Sun Valley where I'm like, get like boy, getting boy attention and feeling like my best self in Sun Valley and then feeling like I'm just kind of like bumbling along in life in New York. So this has been this joke for a couple years and my friend Brett is always kind of like checking in on me to be like, oh, like Nance, Nance is coming to Sun Valley and I'm like, yeah, Nance. So my hot take initially this week was about how I've been kind of engaging in some like short-term vacation dating except I'm not the one on vacation I've been going out with guys who don't live here and I've had these like really fun sort of like sexy very short-term flings with these guys who've been coming in and out of town it's been really fun and casual and like just like cool dates and the weather's been warm like long walks through Madison Square Park and like whatever it's been really fun 
And this weekend kind of culminated in this like kind of wild thing where I had two guys that I was interested in who were like here and like kind of hitting me up. And I, I was like seeing one one night and then one the other night and like not really knowing, but I felt like so like, oh, like attention, like, wow. Like it was like such a good feeling. So anyway, I last night was walking to meet a friend at the Standard in the East Village and I'm talking to Brett, the guy from Sun Valley, on the phone. And he's, like, asking for the updates. And I'm telling him all the things, well, you know, oh, this British guy this. And, oh, this Southern guy this. And I've got two accents and, like, two parts of the world. And I'm really just, like, wow, like, who will I choose and what will I do? <laughs> and as I'm walking, I'm explaining the story to him. I'm walking down the street. I look to my left. And walking down the street is the actress who plays Nancy on Stranger Things. <gasps> Walking with the guy who plays, not Steve, but the other guy, and they're dating in real life. I'm talking to Brett on the phone. I go, Brett, I need to stop you. I have to stop my own story. I don't know how to explain this to you, but I literally just saw Nancy walking down the street while I was talking about my Nance because he had told me, we were talking on the phone two nights ago, and he was like, hey, you're finally having your Nance in New York moment. And I was like, you're right. And then I literally <laughs> saw Nance in New York. It was just like too much. It was such a like it felt like such a funny thing that the universe was tossing up to me that we had been having this joke and then there she was while I was also telling the story that was relevant to the moment. I love it so much. It's definitely like a sign that it's going to be the summer of Taylor. Summer of Taylor. But the other, I think it's just funny to be, and I don't, I haven't really spent the time to psychoanalyze myself to find out why I've been so intrigued by these like there's not really a future sort of short-term um, dating situations. But I've had three in the last three weeks and four in the last couple months because there was that other British guy who was visiting. Oh, yeah. So I don't really know what the deal is, but I've been really enjoying myself, and I think it's been a fun way to kind of like – I feel like 2017 was sort of a bummer dating year for me. And I've kind of like allowed myself to have a little bit more fun this year. And I don't think it's holding me back from looking for someone in New York with like a more long-term potential, but I think maybe it's gearing me up for it. I don't know. I think so. I'm a big believer in once you start feeling like attractive, then you do start attracting a ton of people. So yeah. now that you're the names <laughs> in New York, you're just going to be like sucking people boom, in boom, left and boom, right. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I do have a date this week with someone who lives here. So, hey! hey yeah, I'm really trying to make practical choices. <laughs> I'm into it. So that's my hot take. Is you're the Nance in New York. I'm the Nance in New York, and I am a big proponent of vacation dating. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's just to get your sea legs under you. Exactly. Remember how to flirt. Mm -hmm. Remember how to, like, enjoy yourself on those early dates. And then... With one of the guys, too, which I thought was really interesting, we kind of had a very open conversation about how this was this short-term thing. And we ended up asking each other these kind of questions, being like, okay, so what can we talk about on this, like, second date that we would never talk about on a regular second date? So we were talking about, like, we talked about, like, how we lost our virginity. We talked about, like, past relationships. We talked about, like, all this interesting stuff that, like, you definitely save for a little farther on down the line. But... Yeah. Whether you want kids or not. Yeah, but it was good practice having these kind of like open and honest conversations and really kind of also staying present. I think staying in the moment and enjoying what was happening for what it was rather than thinking about what it was going to mean in the future, which I think I have a problem doing with regular dating. I'm always thinking, yeah, we all, we're just jumping ahead. And with these dating scenarios, I haven't had to. I've just been in the moment being like, is this fun literally right, right now? now? And going from there. 
like it. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, with the news this week about both Kate Spade and Anthony Bourdain, it's really fucking awful and sad and and, um, depressing. And we put something up about both uh, on Twitter, Instagram stories, and I felt sort of at a loss on knowing the right thing to say, but I felt comfortable diving into the conversation because, A, it's, like, one that's worth having. Like, talking about mental health is always, you know, makes sense um, to try to remove that taboo as much as possible. But also, like, guys know who Kate Spade is because they, like, all bought their high school girlfriends a purse by her. Yeah, I saw your – it was either your tweet or your Instagram that called that out as, like, a brand that, like, most guys who are readers of your site would know. And I thought, oh, that's so true, and that's such a relevant way to kind of, like, open up the conversation on your channels. Yeah, and then Anthony Bourdain is, I mean, this cultural oh fixture that, like, it's – you know, his shows were always something that, like, everybody could agree on watching, right? Like, I'm yeah. sure there's been, like, some – Netflix binges of, like, no reservations or whatever between couples. So uh, for both of them, we, like, tweeted out the suicide hotline number. And then I saw several people on Twitter kind of make the point, and in a couple articles, making the point that, like, look, if you're feeling away, like, you probably aren't ever going to call a member and, like, put your hand up and ask for help. So I just wanted to make the point that that was probably really true. I think it was saying something was better than saying nothing. Yeah. But, yes, I think um, the point that was sort of made was, Look, if you have someone in your life that might be having problems, talk to them. Yeah. Right? Like, be the resource for them. Don't expect that they're going to reach out, but instead, like, just start asking them questions. So the tricky thing, of course, is, like, that's for people who are already exhibiting signs of maybe, you know, depression, and that's not always who it is. It could be people who seem really strong or people who seem really happy or people who seem like they have no problems in the world. So I think, if anything, it's not keeping out for warning signs, but it's just making sure that a mental health check is a part of any conversation with a friend, right? Like, how's work? How's your family? How are you? Yeah. No, really, how are you? Yeah. So, and and to be open to someone, you know, saying, I'm not okay right now. Actually, things are really hard right now. And maybe you feel uncomfortable with the weight of their honesty, but, like, let them be honest with you. Absolutely. I think that's such a good point and I think it just speaks to the idea of like making sure that we're all being really engaged with the people that we hold close to us and making sure that like we're not kind of so wrapped up in our own stuff that we're just sort of going through the motions with the conversation and kind of be like oh how are you but like you're looking at your phone while you're asking how are you like what's going on with work while you're like tweet you know like just Mm -hmm. like scrolling through something else which I think has become a problem where we're kind of like a lot of times it's really easy to have a very surface level conversation, which would make it very easy to not notice if someone that you're close with is exhibiting any kind of sign that they might be really sad or depressed or lonely or have something going on. Right. Because if you're engaged or you're only half paying attention, you might miss it. And even if you're the one struggling, if someone asks you, don't say, oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'm busy. Like, be honest, right? Like trust. The I think other that's the really hard thing, right? Too. Because people don't want to be a burden. And I think oh. that happens a lot. And I, I truly can't speak a lot to what it means to be depressed and how it makes you feel. But I would imagine that, like, oftentimes the last thing you want to do is take the energy to explain, right? Because I think with people who are feeling depressed, it's like you don't have a lot of the energy or the sort of like deep need, like the deep feeling, like you, like I need to talk about this with someone. So. It's hard. Really hard. It's really hard. Let, and again, I think the takeaway for me from this week is just to let's all be there for each other in a more present way. And remember to stay engaged in the conversations that you have and make them count. 
and maybe we'll find some like articles on like what are actually signs of this kind of thing so that people can be on the lookout for it be better at being more engaged and um, available to the people who are close to us and then also on our end trying to be more open and communicative with the people around us too if we feel like if right. we feel a little dark and I think there's certain people where you'll know if I tell them honestly they'll listen and certain people who are like this is a this is sort of a blah conversation like maybe it's not your coworker. sure yeah maybe it's your brother or sister your mm-hmm. mom or dad and like your close friends whatever your roommate whoever people who have the time and who um even if it feels perfunctory you know that like they are willing and ready to listen yes and you know what if you don't have that person in your life therapy go to go, go talk to, therapy. to someone and I think there are a lot of Aren't there a lot of, like, free therapy tools? Like, you can text. I think there are, like, text therapy things now, too, even that are um, either free or super, super affordable, too. Because I think a lot of people think, like, I'm going to go sit with a shrink and pay $500 an hour and have someone listen to my problems. But it doesn't have to be. If budgeting, I think, is what you're afraid of, there are solutions for people who don't um, feel like it falls under their um, healthcare package or whatever, like don't let that be what stops you. For sure. There's places that work on a sliding scale, but also I think there's probably a lot of people that it is covered under their insurance and they've just never looked. Yeah. So take a look at your plan. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe you get like 20 visits a year or something. Yeah. Maybe it's part of your copay. Who knows? I don't. Yeah. Right. We don't, we don't know your health plan. We don't know. But it could be. Look into it. Yes. Look into it. All right. So that's my hot take. It's a hot take, but I feel like it's a necessary take. So I feel like it's good to have us a little bit of yin and yang in the hot take. Something positive, but also, and then something kind of thought-provoking. Oh, I hope so. A hard, hard week to lose those people. And I feel like it really bowled me over a little bit this week. Same. And you're really sad. Same. So, yeah, go out and tell people you love them and ask them how they're doing and try to get an honest answer. And if someone asks you, give them an honest answer. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll both feel emotionally held up in a way that you haven't been in a while. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, take a screenshot while you're listening, post it on your Instagram stories, tag me, shut up, I love that, tag Megan at StyleGF, let us know you're listening. We love the support. We'll always hit you back. Um, And subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Right. It doesn't have to be iTunes. Still working on that Spotify thing, Megan? Oh, God. We're still working on the Spotify thing. I just checked in on it this week. Okay. They'll get to us eventually. I think so. I hope so. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.